Welcome to another episode of the Deborah Health Report, where we dive into current health and medical topics to keep the Delaware Valley informed and updated. Last month, we focused on recognizing and treating the physical and visual signs of heart failure. Heart failure is not an incident, but a potentially fatal process that can significantly affect quality of life along the way if not treated and closely managed. This month, we discuss the signs of coronary artery disease and learn that there have never been more effective treatment options and screening tools to help identify coronary artery disease in its earliest stages, even with patients who are at high risk for developing it. Here's Rasa Kay. Hi, I'm Rasa Kay, and we're talking with interventional cardiologist Dr. Mohamed Raza at Deborah Heart and Lung Center. Our topic is coronary artery disease. And you know, I've been talking to the experts at Deborah for years, but I always learn something new about heart disease. And Dr. Raza does a great job here of really breaking down how coronary artery disease progresses and really helpfully how it feels, what is actually going on when you have symptoms. Because that's a crazy-making part, deciding if you can wait these sensations out a bit longer or at all. Pro tip, waiting is usually not good. Dr. Raza explains it all. Our body has two kinds of blood vessels. One is arteries, one is veins. Arteries take blood to the tissue, and the veins take the blood back to the heart from the tissue. So same way as rest of our body has blood vessels taking blood to the tissue, and the blood has oxygen and nutrition. Same way there are blood vessels in the heart and those blood vessels take nutrition and oxygen to the heart tissue so that heart can continue to function. And those blood vessels that take blood to the heart tissue, they are called arteries. And in the heart, they are called coronary arteries. When those blood vessels in the heart or coronary arteries get clogged, that is usually termed as coronary artery disease. The most common form is the deposition of cholesterol and plaque buildup in the blood vessels of the heart. The plaque predominantly is made up of cholesterol. So essentially cholesterol deposition in the blood vessels of the heart then leading to narrowing of the blood vessel lumen and then in turn impairing the blood flow to the heart muscle is essentially coronary artery disease and the most common form is the atherosclerotic disease or the plaque buildup. Take an example of a garden hose and the water is flowing the garden hose and uh, if there's a pinch on the garden hose, the, the water flow is impaired uh, or is reduced. Same way when the plaque builds up and narrows the lumen of the coronary artery, then the blood flow to the heart muscle is impaired and that leads to symptoms of chest discomfort, shortness of breath, and so on and so forth. The common form is the plaque and atherosclerotic coronary artery disease, but there are other forms. For example, in younger patients, predominantly females, there could be a tear in the blood vessel. We call it coronary artery dissection, and that could also be leading to symptoms and heart attack, but the most common is the plaque buildup. You mentioned lumen, is that the lining? So lumen is the space in the middle of the blood vessel where the blood flows. You bring up a great question. So what is the blood vessel made up of? So blood vessel anywhere in the body in general has three layers. There is internal layer, there is a middle layer, and there's a layer outside of the blood vessel. The lumen is in the middle of the blood vessel where the blood flows. Again, taking the example of a garden hose, uh, the walls of the garden hose are essentially the walls of the blood, blood vessel. Depending on the size of the garden hose, 
where the water flows that's similar to the lumen of the blood vessel. Cholesterol, is that the number one top cause? What are the other causes? So what causes coronary disease is A, the genetic makeup. So like any other disease, coronary disease also has predisposition in certain genetic makeups. People who have family history of coronary disease, they tend to have more likely coronary disease in their lives. So the genetic predisposition and then the risk factors for coronary disease include high blood pressure, diabetes mellitus, uh, hypercholesterolemia, which is high cholesterol, smoking, and uh, bad eating habits, essentially raising cholesterol and triglycerides and other ingredients in the blood that then lead to cholesterol deposition and plaque buildup and, and coronary disease. Has COVID impacted your workload at all? We're still reviewing a lot of those patients and the literature is coming out on how coronary artery disease presented differently than before COVID. There are many, many articles across the globe, uh, Europe, Italy, from U.S. What we learned is that people who had uh, COVID, they had high clot burdens in general, whether that is uh, in their veins, in the legs, or in their heart. So the, the way coronary disease causes heart attack is when the plaque continues to grow, it starts uh, uh, narrowing the lumen. When it narrows to the degree that uh, the blood has hard time passing through, then what happens is that area where it is narrowed significantly, there's a sheer force of blood passing through, and that leads to clot formation actually in that area, and that can block the blood vessel 100% and that leads to heart attack. When there's no blood flow going to the heart muscle, the heart muscle starts dying, and in turn, the heart is not able to function as normally as it should. In patients when we had COVID, we had uh, more clot, a more organized clot than, than we saw before COVID. Why that's happening, obviously, is not uh, 100% clear at the present time. Obviously, as we continue to look deeper into it, we'll know more and more but we actually modified some of our uh, management strategies in the face of COVID and we used uh, clot busters, which we did you know, decades ago, not commonly being used for the management of coronary disease anymore. It, it, the management of coronary disease was more so to place a stent in the blood vessel to open the blockage. But with the large clot burdens, we actually sometimes preferred to give uh, clot busters to uh, break the clot. You know, why that clot burden was higher with COVID patients? Is it because people presented late, so the clot continued to grow until it got to the point that patient had more symptoms and came late? Or is it because, because of COVID, people have higher clotting condition in general in the body, and that has caused more clot formation? I think it's probably a combination. In general, the COVID patients had more clot burden in general. That's also very well understood and well known. So anyways, we did modify that according to the conditions and we were successfully able to save uh, several lives uh, even at, uh, at our center. How common is coronary artery disease? How does it affect men and women? And how does age play a role? Coronary disease is very common among adult population. In the, in the right uh, uh, patient population, which means the people who have high risk factors, high cholesterol, hypertension, smokers, and being a male, all of them increase the risk of coronary disease. It happens more often in men than women in general, especially in the premenopausal state uh, for women. The hormones are somewhat protective. 
I would caution that not to ignore symptoms in women, just thinking that they're less likely to have coronary disease. We have seen coronary artery disease in younger uh, females, also depending on their you know, genetics or, or family history as well as risk factors. Uh, but in general, men have more coronary disease than, than women. Although after menopause, the, the women coronary disease prevalence actually catches up with men. It's, a, it's one of the most common conditions you know, we deal with, so we kind of have a little bit of a skewed understanding of uh, the prevalence because we see a lot of these patients. It is definitely one of the major causes of death, especially early death in general in men. So it's relatively pretty common. So what are the symptoms? The most common symptoms of coronary disease, the plaque when, when grows inside the lumen of the blood vessel, it starts impairing the blood flow to the heart tissue. So coming back to the basics, the job of the heart in the body is to pump blood, and heart is made up of muscles, so it's constantly working to pump the blood into the body, and, and the blood carries oxygen and nutrition. And that's how the uh, living tissue continue to survive. Where there is coronary disease, that blockage or the growth of the plaque inside the blood vessel leads to impairment of the blood flow to the heart muscle, and that leads to uh, chest discomfort early on, symptoms of uh, shortness of breath or short-windedness. So essentially, when people normally walking around have no symptoms, and uh, you know, all of a sudden they will start feeling, they're getting out of breath, they're getting chest discomfort or pressure or heaviness, and usually in women, the symptoms are a bit atypical, so they're not classic chest tightness or pressure. They could be heartburn, it could be symptoms of chest pain on the right side instead of that left side, so there could be all uh, atypical symptoms in women. But in general, when you exert yourself and you get chest discomfort, that is coming from the, most likely from the blockages in the heart or coronary artery disease. Also in the severe form, if there is a blockage that has become 100% or is getting close to 100%, uh, that means the heart muscle is not getting enough oxygen and nutrition, and those people get, unfortunately, heart attack, which means the heart muscle is gonna continue to die if, unless we revascularize or open the blockage. Death will lead to weak heart, that in turn leads to heart failure symptom, which means that patients start retaining fluid because their heart is not strong enough anymore to pump the blood in the body. Uh, and that heart failure symptoms then could be you know, swelling in the legs, um, uh, getting short-windedness, not able to lay flat, gaining more fluid and weight in general. So it depends on what stage of coronary disease a patient is, uh, and the symptoms are accordingly uh, either just chest discomfort or chest pain, or it could be more advanced symptoms of shortness of breath and heart failure. When we talk about a heart attack, and you just gave us kind of a range of symptoms and what they might indicate, but the heart attack is, is something that you need to pay attention to symptoms over hours as opposed to weeks or months. The heart attack actually means that the heart muscle is actively dying, and we, we use a term time is muscle. So let's say if someone was having symptoms of chest pain or discomfort with exertion, and now they are exerting less and they're having symptoms, or they are, they are having symptoms more often than before, that means that those blockages or coronary disease has progressed, and they are either having heart attack or they will be having heart attack very soon. So that should be a, a red flag right there. Now, when the heart muscle perfusion or blood flow to the heart muscle tissue is significantly impaired, that heart muscles start dying, and that is called heart attack. 
Now, if the blood vessel is 100% blocked, the heart muscle will start dying right away within seconds and will continue to die until unless we open the blood vessel. So the symptoms of heart attack actually start within you know, minutes uh, after blocking the blood vessel. If someone is having worsening symptoms of chest discomfort, which they had before, or the symptoms are happening at rest, that is a sign that they should call 911 and get to the emergency room right away. And we have entire protocol when we get a phone call from the EMS actually, we get a phone call that they have a patient who is having a heart attack. We call that heart attack uh, a ST elevation myocardial infarction. It's called STEMI, S-T-E-M-I. Uh, if a patient has a STEMI, when the EMS calls us and says they're bringing a patient with heart attack actively happening, we actually have a process to activate our cath lab right away. What it means is people, even off hours, they're home. The moment we hear that term, STEMI, we actually right away get in our car and start driving to the hospital because we know that time is muscle and we want to save as much muscle as we can. So by the time patient is coming to the emergency room, we are almost already there. We quickly assess the patient in the emergency room and we really rush the patient to the cath lab and open the blood vessel as quickly as we can. I was caught on something that you had said earlier about symptoms that it could be pain not just on the left side and the left arm. I remember having a conversation or overhearing a conversation recently of a, an older woman saying, but you know, the pain was in my right arm, so I didn't worry about a heart attack. Apparently, you should. Yes. Yeah, so, so there are two kinds of symptoms, getting a little deeper into it. So one is the typical symptoms, and then there are atypical symptoms. The typical symptoms are when you have chest discomfort on the left side of the chest that goes to your shoulder or left arm. That is typical angina or or the chest pain that is coming from coronary disease. But very often that is not the case. And you could have a discomfort in your chest that could be going to the right shoulder, could be going to your neck, uh, could be just a heavy feeling in both arms, could be chest pain, but that is more like in the upper back pain. People many times have heartburn, they think it's a heartburn, and they take uh, different kind of remedies over the counter and say, Oh, it's just the heartburn is going to go away. I ate something different. We unfortunately see that very often that it is coming from the heart attack or it's coming from the coronary disease and the patient had ignored those symptoms and now they're late in the game, unfortunately. So we caution patients that any of those symptoms should alarm you for medical attention, whether it could be a call to the primary care physician or it could be in general, when you have chest discomfort or chest symptoms, and I use the term discomfort because it may be any of the ones we discussed, that you call uh, 911 or go to the emergency room. I've seen on lists of symptoms, anxiety. Well, if you were experiencing this stuff, why wouldn't you be anxious, right? Yes. Or, or are we talking about a different kind of anxiety? I think uh, classically when we learn more about coronary disease and heart attacks, uh, it's that uh, feeling of doom, it's feeling that you know, you are sweaty, you are, your blood pressure may not may be down, you have pressure on your chest or some, someone is sitting on your chest, that feeling. Now that's more classic and more typical symptoms of coronary disease and yes, people are obviously very anxious uh, because this is something they never have uh, had before. 
But anxiety is very common, and especially when you tell patients that you're having a heart attack or you, you're, you probably have a blocked blood vessel in your heart, they definitely become more anxious, but we alleviate their anxiety by A, we're telling them we're here to uh, take care of this, we are able to fix it and help them, and secondly, we have you know, obviously medications to um, calm their nerves. So when you find a blocked blood vessel in the heart, does that mean that there's likely another one someplace else? Your issue is only worrying about those, the ones in the heart. Or do you then have to do a little treasure hunt? It's an excellent question. Actually, coming back to the basics, the coronary artery disease, for the most part, is a plaque built up in the blood vessels. And plaque is predominantly made up of cholesterol. When cholesterol deposition happens in the coronary arteries, it also happens in other arteries of the body. So whether the blood vessels going to the, uh, taking blood to the brain called carotid arteries or blood vessels taking blood down to the feet or peripheral arteries, they all can have uh, cholesterol deposition or plaque built up. And uh, we actually do screen for other arteries in the body uh, for blockages and atherosclerosis. So we do check the other ways of uh, testing if, if the blood flow is impaired in other parts of the body. When you talk about abnormal symptoms and, and finding other blockages, though, those symptoms would not dictate a heart attack. The heart attack is going to be all the things we discussed yes. earlier, the coronary artery blockages, and that's the one you really need to treat in a great big hurry. Yes. The coronary artery disease presents sooner or earlier than the blockages in the legs, let's say, or in the, in the carotid arteries because, you know, the heart is pumping even when we sleep when we're sitting around and heart has to work harder or pump faster when we are exercising or moving around. So heart is constantly needing and requiring more blood flow and oxygen than the rest of the body. And that actually leads to a predisposition of more symptoms and, and blockages in the heart presenting early on than other parts of the body. But we have seen other way around also where a patient has blockages or coronary disease in the heart and also has blocks in the legs, and now he presented with the, the leg symptoms. When we asked questions, they also have had symptoms of chest discomfort, and then we dig deeper into it, and we found that he have, they have coronary disease. That's interventional cardiologist Dr. Muhammad Raza at Deborah Heart and Lung Center on coronary artery disease. Now you understand what those symptoms are trying to tell you. In our next podcast, we get into what to do about them. It drops the first Wednesday of the month. I'm Rasa Kay. You can always listen to all of the informative Deborah Doctor interviews at DeborahHealthReport.com. Schedule an appointment at DemandDeborah.org.